Welcome into the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. J.P. Shadrick with you. And today is Friday, June 18th. And as always, we have weekly highlights from Jaguars Broadcasting, including coordinators, assistant coaches, and players wrapping up the offseason program. Plus, a little later, reaction to the final mandatory minicamp practice and the performance from the number one overall pick. Remember to subscribe to the Jaguars' official podcast network, available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods, and give us a comment and a five-star rating. Let's begin this week with head coach Urban Meyer and the focus on quarterback Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence's hamstring, and how he's handling the load so far. If we had to go, we could have went. There being uh, our trainers and, and Shadi are being a little cautious because right now, when you're a month out, hamstrings, you yank a hamstring out, you're going to miss early part of training camp. So we're just being cautious. That's that one muscle that, you know, you guys have all seen it like I have. You pull a, you pull a hamstring at this point, um, you're going to miss all your summer conditioning. So we, we're being somewhat conservative on it. But he, he actually could play a game if he had to. Hey, Coach, could you just uh, talk about sort of Trevor's progress in terms of understanding an NFL playbook and then just working within your, your offense? Yeah, him and Schottenheimer have been working on this well before the draft. His retention and carryover has been very good. Execution at times, like you would imagine, has been up and down, especially when they start changing the looks up on defense, which obviously is going to happen a ton. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're very pleased with who he is. The summer's got to be great, and the training camp's got to be great. How have you sort of seen him respond to adversity thus far? Well, we haven't had a whole lot of it. You know, that, that we'll know more in training camp when they, you know, the OTA or phase three and the mini camp, you're just not in competitive situations. You're not allowed to be in. There's no win or loser situations, and that's how you really find out about not just Trevor, but uh, a majority of guys. And I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that, to find that out. Lawrence also met the media Monday and explained his NFL transition and much more. It's feeling good. You know, it's been about a week and just trying to work it back to to full capacity and yeah it's a little frustrating just not being able to go full speed but I'm, I'm feeling good and just trying to not have any more setbacks so taking it slow got some good reps today um, so start getting more and more um, each day this week and just kind of work back into it but yeah it's, it's doing it's doing great trying to work it back can you just kind of give us an update in terms of where you feel in, in learning the playbook learning the system and, and your comfort level at this point feel good. Um, obviously, I still have a lot to learn, and just the more you practice something, the better you get at it. So still got to get a lot of reps. You know, with me, the receivers, the O-line, just all the timing and meshing with all that. We still got some work to do, but from a knowledge and just memorization and mental standpoint, I feel really good with the system. Um, I think it's great. We got a lot of answers, and now it's just working out all the little details to be a really good offense, and, and we're working towards that. Do you have expectations for yourself in terms of, you know, performance-wise or anything about learning the offense, anything at all uh, that you maybe had set heading into this offseason and what you, where you want to be by the time you get to camp or the regular season at all? Yeah, I want to just master the offense. I want to have, you know, complete control and, and know everything and be comfortable. I mean, you can't really play play free and, and play really well if you don't know what you're doing. So that's the, that's the goal is just to master the offense by the time training camp comes around. So in training camp, we really can focus everything forward on being the best team we can come August 14th and then going on into the regular season as well. So that's the plan. And it starts with the quarterback. Obviously, I have to be ready, and I'm going to do everything I can to ensure that 
that that is the case. So I'm, I'm excited to get started, and uh, we've, I think we've had a great past three weeks, and it's been, it's been really good work. Hey, Trevor, as you're learning the playbook, you're trying to mesh with the rest of the guys. What has been the most challenging part for you that maybe you didn't expect coming into the NFL? I mean, it's, it's been good. Everyone on the team has been great, but just being around a whole new team, new locker room, you don't really know many people at first. So just trying to – something as simple as just, like, learn everybody's names and um, feeling comfortable around that. And I, I, we have a great team. It's been, it's been awesome, been super easy. But that was something that I really didn't even think about that was going to be kind of a challenge going in. And um, these guys have been awesome, welcoming me with open arms. But that's something. Then just the schedule is completely different from, from college. It's really like a work day. And then in your, your downtime, you got to figure out ways to get better and what works for you. And I'm still learning that and trying to figure out the best way to make the most out of each day. And um, I feel like we're in a really good spot right now, but it's been, it's been great. More on Lawrence's eye-opening Tuesday practice performance coming up a little later in this podcast. What about some of the weapons Lawrence has to work with? Offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel met the media Monday as well. I really like what I see from LaVisca. Um, you know, I remember him coming out and us doing, you know, the workup on him as a wide receiver coming out. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a big, strong, physical player and the guy that really needs the ball in his hands. So that's the first thing that you got to figure out. Like, how, you know, how do we get it to him? And then, you know, what does it look like? You know, there's, there's easy, simple ways that you can kind of hand it to him and get it to him. But there's also, you know, routes and things. And so that's where I wanted to progress to and see what he was able to do as a wide receiver. And uh, really like what I see. Uh, I think it's really important to him. He loves this game. He's again, he's another guy that's that's been here every day. He's grinding. He's got a you know a great looking body, and he, you know he works in the weight room. He works on his conditioning. He's he's working to keep himself on the field, which I think is always important. And you know the skill set out there is really undeniable. Hey there, Daryl. Could you just elaborate and assess what you've seen out of the tight end room the last few weeks? Yeah, um, I really like the the additions that we've made in in the tight end room. Um, you know, with, with Man Hurts, obviously, Chris has, has done a really good job. Some of the things that the tight end position is asked to do is really not going to show up in a camp like this. You know, it's a, it's a physical position. You know, it's part offensive line and it's part receiver. So some of the stuff is, is not going to be able to show up. But, um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a much improved room from top to bottom. Even the guys that have been here in the past have really upgraded themselves. I would probably say on the offensive side, one of the most improved rooms just in the weight room. Um, in the you know the conditioning area, so there's there's some good depth there. Uh, ben Ellison's doing a great job. Um, we have Tyler Davis doing a great job. I think Oshag really like what what he's doing, um, and you know it's, it's it's a good it's a good room and a lot of competition there. You heard Bevel discuss Chenault, and we'll hear from Chenault coming up a little later from the Ozone podcast earlier this week. Now to the offensive line. All five starters return for 2021, as does offensive line coach George Warhop, who had plenty to discuss about that group, plus a new addition. I'm just curious, now that you've spent five months working alongside Urban Meyer, uh, how has his approach been different from what you're used to in the NFL? <laughs> uh, it's, it's very different. Um, I'm going to say this, it's different. Um, he just his energy is different. Uh, his approach, uh, in terms of big picture view, um, has some similarities to Eric Mangini in terms of how he wants to program the run. Uh, the biggest difference, I think, is it's players first mentality. Uh, he'll do whatever's necessary for the players 
that they have the best in the building, that they're taking care of the best, right? And if we're going to require them to play at a high level, okay, us as an organization have to provide for them at a high level. Uh, that's the biggest thing that he brings to the table. He has energy and his players first, and he, those guys understand that his players first. Walk a little, did he, does he have a lot of rust to knock off from not having played a lot of football in the last couple of years, or did he come a little bit more polished in your estimation? Um, I can be completely honest with you, right? I've had multiple tackles drafted in the first or second round. Um, and he came in as prepared or more prepared than any of those guys, right? In terms of movement skills, in terms of intellect, in terms of communication. Uh, you know, we ask guys to do things differently than they do in college, so there's a learning curve there. But in terms of how he came in, the fact that he didn't play for two years, you really couldn't notice that. Hey, Coach, was wondering what you saw from Jawan Taylor in 2020 and kind of what you're expecting from him moving into 2021, year three. Uh, my biggest issue with Jawan is just consistency and pass pro, right? Um, in the run game, he's physical. Same with Cam. Uh, from a run standpoint, I, I really can't bitch about any of our guys and how we approach it, right? Um, I'm of the belief, all right, there's very few teams if we decide we want to hand the ball off, we're going to stop us from running the ball. Uh, but where we struggled last year at times was in pass pro, and right, and that's a technique issue and a consistency issue, all right, and that's been addressed. Uh, it'll continue to be addressed. Those guys know it. Um, it's something that we're not shying away from, so uh, it'll get better. The Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, Daryl Bevel, and George Warhop media availabilities and all the others available on Jaguars.com. The Daily's play schedule is heating up for the summer and the fall. Brad Paisley, July 8th. Miranda Lambert on the schedule now, August 5th. Blackberry Smoke, August 10th. Rod Wave, September 9th. Trippy Red, September 18th. And the great Carlos Santana, September 21st. Shows being added by the day. Tickets available at dailiesplace.com. When we return, wide receiver LaVisca Chenault Jr. explains his motivation entering year two. Then we turn the focus to the defense with coordinator Joe Cullen. Plus, reaction to Trevor Lawrence's Tuesday practice from NFL media analyst Bucky Brooks. All that after this. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is here to help you keep your money working hard, week in and week out. Open a yield pledge checking or money market account today and start scoring some of the most competitive rates in the country. To see how we can fit into your financial game plan, visit a financial center near you or find us online at TIAABank.com slash Jags. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. Single game tickets for 2021 are on sale now. For any ticket questions, visit Jaguars.com or call 904-633-2000. And as always, thanks for checking out the Jaguars official podcast network, a free subscription on Apple iTunes or Spotify. This program each Friday, Jaguars Reporters Monday, Huddle Up Pod comes up on Wednesdays, and the Ozone Podcast Weekly. Give us that five-star rating. Wide receiver LaVisca Chenault Jr. led the Jaguars with 58 receptions last season as a rookie. He also racked up 600 receiving yards and five touchdowns. Now it's on to year two for Chenault, who's stronger and motivated to build upon what he did a season ago, as he told senior writer John Osher on the Ozone podcast. Second year. That's uh, how different do you feel right now than you did your first year? Um, physically, I, I want to tell you, I feel so much um, better. Uh, mentally, you know, one of my biggest things was, you know, um, doing the little things the right way, um, you know. Um, the details, doing everything very detailed. Mm -hmm. And that was one of my biggest things. So 
Overall, I mean, I feel a lot better than last year, and I just physically and mentally feel great. <laughs> they always say uh, you know, for years in the NFL that the year two jump for guys is a big deal. A lot of players take a huge step. Can you see why that would be, and do you feel like you're going to do that? Um, I feel like I, I will do that. Um, like I said, <laughs> I, physically I feel, like, great. I feel like like I'm back to myself. Gotcha. Um, you know, I had my history has been, you know – if you know me, you know my history. So sure, yeah. The lights is back on. <laughs> I got you. Uh, what type of player are you when the lights are on? Electric, exciting to see, um, aggressive, hungry. You know, I just want to win. So Now, we saw flashes of that last year. There were moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was moments. Uh, but it sounds like not as many as you would have liked. Oh, nowhere near. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I said, I'm I, asking I, the obvious question. I'm not making right? no excuses. I'm not the type of guy to make excuses. I'm just telling you how it is and right. what it is. <laughs> I got you. Um, right before this interview, uh, we heard Urban Meyer uh, speaking about you. Tell me about him. Uh, how different is it around here with him and this regime? What differences have you seen? Um, differences, uh, as in like, um, he every day I see him, he's going to communicate with me. Mm-hmm. Um, Every every day he's gonna bring the energy. And, um, you know he just brings that that mindset that'll make you want to like work and make you know make you want to just you know fight for each other and, and you know just put put make you put all your put all your all you got in it. So I mean he just he he just makes you want to do some things like positively. Gotcha. So I mean, and a lot of people when they see him think, well, this is an intimidating guy, but that's. Really, not how good players see it, right? They like no. to be pushed. Yeah, it's football. It's football. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you take nothing to heart, and you and you learn and get better. What was his message to you? First meeting, what did he tell you? Um, he liked the way I play. Um, you know, it's, I have a crazy, you know, body, and and I and if I do the the little things, and and if I take care of my body, um, I can be something very special. Without giving away too much. What do you anticipate your role being? You're a versatile guy. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Do you anticipate using that versatility? Oh, most definitely. Um, I think that's how I eat the best when, you know, I'm around everywhere and, you know, they got me doing things that other people don't do. That's how I eat. You know, I like to get the ball in my hands quick. So The Ozone Podcast, available weekly on the Jaguars' official podcast network. Let's turn our attention now to the Jaguars' defense. Coordinator Joe Cullen met the media earlier this week, and there are so many new faces in a brand-new defensive scheme for the Jaguars' D. A couple players, though, that have been around the Jags could use those changes to their advantage. Well, I'll tell you, you know, starting off, I think our coaches and, our, and, and all of our players have done a great job this offseason. So, you know, we're going to be a, 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 we're gonna have some 3-4 looks. We're going to have some 4-3 looks. But I think our guys have done a great job. When you look at Josh and you look at guys like Calevon, Jordan Smith, tall, rangy, fast, playing on an edge, I, th- I think it, it'll suit those guys well. They'll rush the passer. They'll drop in in coverage, just like we did when we were in a 4-3 or 3-4. But I think our players have really uh, – our coaches have done a great job and our players have done a great job adapting to everything we've installed. Curious, like, how has this been for you – doing getting acclimated with urban and kind of what urban wants and kind of the differences urban's taken you've been in the nfl a long time he's not necessarily cookie cutter nfl here he's he's taking a different approach and i'm just curious how how that is it refreshing for you and how, how have you reacted to that 
Well, you know, I've known Coach a long time. I think I've said that before. You know, our relationship goes back a long time. I've had real close friends that have worked for him. Uh, and I tell you, you know, he's, you know, they asked me on, on, on the Ozone about how Coach was doing. I mean, he's the piston that drives the engine, so we're going to be a fast team. And what, what he means by that is we're going to be relentless with our effort. And I think my whole makeup is from when I played and, and coaches that I played for kind of falls in line with that. So I think uh, it's been great. Coach has done a phenomenal job uh, pushing the players and, and, and getting the best out of them. And, and each coach at their respective unit has done the same thing. Hey, Joe, we got to talk to Shaq Griffin yesterday, and he was glowing about his defensive back room. How much when you and Urban sat down to map out what this defense would look like was creating competition in that secondary? Well, I think uh, you have to cover in this league, and like our secondary coaches have done a great job. You know, Tim Walton and I were together 20 years ago. Uh, Joe Dana and, and Chris Ash have done a great job bringing that unit together. But, I mean, it, it was critical in, like, finding guys that either the free agent, through the free agent uh, – acquisitions and through the draft so we've kind of remake that remade that whole room and Rayshon Jenkins and uh, 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 Shaq Griffin I mean those were two key guys plus keeping Josh I mean being able to keep guys Trey has done a great job and then and then the, the two draft picks so it's been the competition went up and then and then the uh, the skill set went up in that room the Joe Cullen press conference available on the official team website jaguars.com after Tuesday's practice, Jaguars reporter Ashlyn Sullivan was scheduled to interview free agent addition lineman Jihad Ward. Well, surprise, surprise, the entire defensive line showed up with him to the Zoom interview. Ward didn't answer any questions himself. Instead, he whispered the answers to his teammates for them to pass along. Take a listen. With the entire defensive line, we just wrapped up mandatory minicamp, and it is summer break officially, I have a feeling, after this. So, guys, how are we feeling? Hi, say, feeling good. Oh, okay. So you are his spokesman. Okay, Jihad, do you have a spokesman for everyone here? I just said, yeah. Okay, I got you, I got you. All right, so I want to know, anyone can answer this question, why did you all want to be here this entire offseason? A lot of part was voluntary, and we had almost 100% attendance. So why was that so important? Power of the unit. We've been talking about the offense a lot this offseason. Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne. But I have the feeling that this defensive line is – going to be very successful this year. Do you guys agree? We agree 100%. All righty. Joe Collin just said that the Jaguars had 18 sacks last season, and Joe Collin just called it that this is going to be doubled this upcoming year. What do we think about that? How do you say we're just going to shock the world with it? We ain't going to say too much about it until it's time to play. Very interesting. The full interview available on the Jaguars social media accounts. Moving now to the Huddle Up podcast from Wednesday. NFL media analyst Bucky Brooks made the trip to Jacksonville this week for mandatory minicamp and joined us on Jaguars reporters, Jags drive time, and Huddle Up in person for the first time ever. Wednesday, we reacted to the previous day's performance from quarterback Trevor Lawrence and what it means in the big picture. You talk about us being odd, but what happens from a player standpoint, guys on the team begin to recognize and they start kind of doing a little elbow thing like, hey, man, you see? They start walking <laughs> off after yeah. practice. 
and the kids walking seven or eight feet in front of him, and, and they're going, "Yeah, that's pretty good." Yeah, <laughs> they, they they started doing that <laughs> because because even though he comes in as the number one, number one overall, the one thing that he has to do is players game recognizes game. Big time players begin to recognize when other guys have special qualities, and we've heard it because uh, Griffin talked about it. Some other players talked about the way the ball spins, but then when they begin to see it happen in competitive periods, that's what you have. And really, the definition of a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, is does he give you hope? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like if we're in a game, if we can just get a stop and give the ball back to Trevor, we have a chance? He's beginning to kind of build that that trust with his teammates mm-hmm. where you have that. And when that happens, that's when, when good things begin to happen. And what was impressive as well, you mentioned the one down the seam. He had another within a pass or two of that coming toward us uh, right side of the end zone mm-hmm. oh, that, back right corner. Corner. Yeah. that was a perfect pass thrown only where the uh, receiver could get it. The DB didn't have time to turn. It was accuracy, timing, feel for the route. There was another one that it got dropped on that side, yeah. I think. And then there was Similar. another one earlier yeah. to the left. You're talking about time, play after play, where there's throws being made that he's not thinking about. He's reading it, throwing, and it's happening in real time. It's it's June. But there was a feeling that he was seeing it and that those moments in practice had slowed down enough that he could just play. And that was <laughs> – JP, we've seen – not that. <laughs> so it was cool to see that. Yeah, because we, we've seen, we heard about all the five interception day for Tua down in Miami. Yeah. We've seen yeah. days similar to that here on this yeah. practice. So you hate to get too yeah. excited, but uh, you know, Urban Meyer likes to talk about knowing what it looks like. Uh, that's what it looks like. That's what it's supposed to look like. So what's funny is coming off of that, um, at the end of the day, what Darrell Belbo was talking. Uh, to me, he was talking about like the quarterbacks and uh, having a plan for all three quarterbacks and throwing a bunch at them and then paring it down. We'll see the, the light go off for Trevor when they get to the point where they quit adding and then they allow him to play. And how soon we get to that point, um, I don't know. But when we get to that point where they're a, hey, let's not install anymore, let's just let him play mm-hmm. and let his talent shine through that's when we'll see the Trevor Lawrence that we saw at Clemson. And so it's that fine line between how much volume do we need to be successful versus how much is just enough to allow him to play fast. Because when he plays fast and free, that's when we'll see the talent. You just don't want him to, to, to bog him down with a lot of thinking. Yeah, and, J.P., I think that, that when Bucky was saying that, and I, I'm not the guy who's going to sit here and just dump on what was here before, but there hasn't been a guy – at that position where you heard that phrasing, let's let him go be special. Let's let his arm talent make a difference. Great catching up with Bucky this week. The full Huddle Up podcast available on the Jaguars official podcast network or the podcast page on jaguars.com. On June 17, 1871, James Weldon Johnson was born here in Jacksonville. He later wrote, lift every voice and sing in this city. Earlier this week, Jaguars wide receiver Marvin Jones Jr. visited the historic Ritz Theater in Jacksonville to perform the song to honor Johnson's life and legacy. Lift every voice and see,
The Jaguars Foundation and the Kahn family have committed $250,000 to support the construction of Lift Every Voice and Sing Park, along with the Jesse Bull DuPont Fund and the City of Jacksonville. Thanks for subscribing on Apple iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and leave a comment for us. And while you're at it, give us a five-star rating. We will be away for summer vacation the next few weeks for the dead period. Keep up with the latest on Jaguars football and any breaking news, if it happens over the summer, on Jaguars.com. 2021 training camp opens July 27th. Have a great weekend, and thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time on the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank.